from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. The Black Fat Femme Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Dr. John Paul, LLC. Welcome to the first episode of the Black Fat Femme Podcast, where all the intersections of identity are celebrated. I am John, also known as Dr. John Paul. And honestly, I am super, super ecstatic with joy to be here. Wow. I cannot believe we're doing this. This is incredible. John, you are incredible for getting this together. My name is Jordan, or Joho Dance Across the Socials, and I am thrilled and honored to do this with you, John. Oh my gosh. So seriously, before we could even get started with the podcast, I just quickly want to say shout out to iHeart, Toyota, and Next Up for everything that they have done to make this happen. Um, but really, just at the end of the day, I'm just really super excited that we are finally on the mic and this long dream of a show that I've been thinking about forever is finally here. Okay, first of all, come on, name drops. Uh, 
John, could you tell us a little bit more about the initiative? Yeah. So I think that's one of the things I've been thinking a lot about in creating this podcast is before we even really get into like what the show is about and to our segments and all of that, I really wanted to talk more about this initiative because I think it's so important. Um, Ultimately, this initiative and how this show kind of came to be um, is that it really is just kind of thinking about who we are, what we stand for, what we experience um, on a day to day. I identify as a black fat femme non-binary person. And so we will be centering a lot of that at the core of the show. And iHeart saw the vision. They saw the idea and they ultimately said, let's run with it. Let's do something fun with it. So I'm really excited um, to really just be kind of creating something that's different. I wanted to ask you before we actually like get into like the real show, like what does it feel like for you, Jordan, to know that you are part of something that is like hella revolutionary? Damn, that <laughs> that's a question. Um, I would say I'm deeply honored and it, it, I mean, I'm honored, but it also feels like we're picking up the torch that people have before us have passed on to us, you know, like being the identities that we are, John revolutions run through our blood. So it also feels fitting that we're doing this. They said the revolution Mm. won't be televised, but maybe it will be podcasted. I heard that. Yes, maybe (laughs) it will. Um, And that's actually really, really cool. And so I really wanted to say, you know, again, before we jump into like really truly what this show is about and what this episode is about, um, I wanted to let people know who are listening for the first time um, that there this is a show that truly is a a place where we get to really be ourselves. We get Mm -hmm. to be free of all the respectability politics that ultimately are kind of put on us as black queer people. Um, So, you know, throughout the duration of each of these episodes, not only will we have guests, but we will ultimately be able to get real about what it means to be black fat fems in a world that honestly truly one has not been created for us but really ultimately doesn't see us as well this segment we are going to be doing is called category is every single episode will have a category is uh, and it's going to be a different conversation that we'll again either be having with each other or with guests Um, and for this week I simply just said hey let's have a conversation about being black fat and femme Um, and so Jordan I kind of wanted to go back like you know back back into time and let's talk (laughs) about how we became friends and like ultimately what we have learned from one another since meeting back in 2015 um and yes that like literally we've dated ourselves i cannot believe we have been friends for seven years oh my god seven years that is like i feel like i was such a different person back then i definitely wasn't rooted in my black fat feminist then but i am now um, it's mm-hmm. actually, and actually, it's kind of special, actually, in Jewish tradition, seven years. Listeners, for those who don't know, I am Black and Ashkenazi Jewish, so I'm going to go rabbi real quick with y'all. But in Jewish tradition, <laughs> every seven years, it's called a Shemitah year, part of a seven-year cycle. Think of, like, you know, you have six days of working and seventh day of rest. Well, the seventh, the seventh year is your year of rest or sabbatical year, and it represents a season of release and transition. There's quite a bit of, like economic and environmental justice lenses to that but it's fitting for us because in our seventh year of friendship we are transitioning and transforming into a new era of co-creation together so i'm excited to let this rest with you as it grows organically and and i just want to say in the past seven years that i've known you i've learned from you true authenticity the power of joy and the necessity necessity to laugh through some shit baby like 
honestly, I always people people always ask me like even today something happened and I was just sitting at my computer laughing when my partner was getting ready to go to work. Um, and they were like, why are you laughing? And I was like, baby, sometimes you just have to laugh to keep from crying. <laughs> and so you will find that on this show, a lot of the stuff that we laugh about, um, especially you know, with the world being the way that it looks, um, we really truly are trying to figure out how do we balance the, you know, the bad or the struggle with laughter and things. And so as I was thinking about like, okay, what does this category slash what does this segment look like? Um, I kind of poised some questions that we're going to throw back and forth at each other. And so I wanted to start off by saying that um, what I think, or at least what has been so instrumental for me in understanding the nuances of my identity is really thinking about how complicated it is and ultimately how Mm. um, in our world, we have not really had the space to really kind of like, not when I don't want to say dismantle, but I, what I want to say is I think really thinking about how do we break apart these identities and then put them back together to tell a thorough story. Um, so I'm wondering, you know, and, and each of us will be going kind of through these questions that I kind of have put together for us. Um, I, I wanted to ask you first. Um, so what made you want to identify as black, fat and femme? Well, I've always been fat. Like, that's the first thing that I feel like growing up. It was the first thing that people would see and make fun of me for, and I would feel internalized for that. And I would say Mm -hmm. I kind of like developed my lens of like fat liberation, fat activism, actually right around the time that we met in school. When I I was in school, you were in school, let's be clear. (laughs) When I I was in school, because you were out (laughs) here leading the school, bitch, so go off. Um, And so I've always, so at that point, I was like, okay, I'm rooted in my fatness. Um, I think my coordinates has always been something that I've accepted and loved like fully um even when i came out at 15 and it, i experienced some challenges with people that i love my sexuality i always embraced it and i always knew that I was a little bit femme and at one point it was like uh ex- it was like exploited you know because i was off i did theater so i was often typecasted into like the sassy gay sidekick role um but i've always found love for my feminist so i would say my blackness um really came i would say really came in my time at school because I, for folks who don't know, I grew up in the Bay Area. Yay. Yay. Um, and I grew up in a place <laughs> that was so diverse. And so I moved to San Diego, where I live now. It was a culture shock, and I didn't know how to like step into my blackness as an adult. And then in Long Beach, yeah. right, I went to school um, at CSU Long Beach, Go Beach. And I found, and I discovered that like my blackness was so much part of who I am. And so I'll have to say, you know, how and why do I identify this uh, this now? Because I believe that declaring myself is my power. Uh, well, I'm gonna go rabbi again real quick. I I want to say I'm sorry, but I'm not because we can all sit and learn some more Jewish wisdom. So um, there's this word called Hanani that the the naming of it stands for like I am here, I have arrived. And to me, Hanani is not just a like a, a naming of presence, but declaration of survival against all odds that you are here. And so mm. when I think of why and how I stand, stand in my black fatness, I think of Hanani, like I am here to survive against all odds and I am in my power when I, when I, when I say this. So that's all I got to say about that. That's why I stand in it. Uh, how about you, boo? Let me know. Well, one, I think the reason why I'm so big on, standing in the whole black fat femme and the reason why this podcast was kind of like at the forefront of everything that I had been doing was because I knew that all three of these identities and I've always said this in different like facets right I say I am everything that the world hates right I'm black fat Mm -hmm. and and I'm effeminate and so these are things that 
ultimately have always been told to kind of tuck away, whether it was from the LGBTQ community telling me to tuck away my blackness or it was the LGBTQ community or the world itself telling me to tuck away or to lose weight, to fit in or to be liked, well liked. Right. And then this notion of having to perform more masculine right in this in this cis male body that I had and so ultimately when I put this kind of this idea together and I started kind of doing all the work that I've been doing and I've kind of brought you along to do this work Mm -hmm. with me I was thinking to myself like how awesome it would be um to finally stand in that right and so I think for me the the biggest thing is standing in my blackness um, all of it is really a a political statement right I really Mm -hmm. think that that's really what this podcast is as much as it's going to be fun and we're going to have you know we have so many cool segments and so many different guests and things that we've been working to kind of put together um, I think the coolest part of it is is that we are making a really political statement and saying that we are we are black fat femme and visible Mm -hmm. and I think that's the thing that the world doesn't want they don't there are a lot of people in this world who ha- who take issue with the visibility of us being our being us being our not only our I, us being our authentic self but also to us being proud of who we are because of how we show up right um there's there's this and i've been thinking a lot about this too like specifically this week i've had several conversations around fatness with some of my friends this notion that you're supposed to be shame like there's supposed to be some sort of shame Mm -hmm. for you being you know a a person of size right Mm -hmm. um and even in our community too you know i've been watching and i've been hearing a lot of people have conversations about the sizeism issue right so the you know the fat 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 people having issues with like what they're calling skinny fats and stuff and it's like (laughs) bitch i'm still fat like no matter how you slice dice or (laughs) cut it you know my clothes are not carried in the store (laughs) so so like no matter how you right like I have to order my stuff offline too girl (laughs) but I think right this notion of um still being proud of who I am even in those moments where the world is trying to make me feel like I'm I'm less um I think that's really what this this place is going to be and so yeah I'm, I'm I'm just really identifying in that that way as a as as a real statement to people to say like you can you can not only love yourself but you can also be proud of the work you've done to get to love yourself and that's really really what I hope this journey is for people Mm. um so I was going to ask like the other thing that I wanted to ask you as I was thinking about this right as we were putting this together I said why do you think so many people are scared of each of the intersections of these words? Okay, I'm so glad you asked that because that was coming up for me as you're talking about the fear people have or existing as what the world hates. And I, I mean, I, I think I think about this a lot myself too, whether it's from like a academic lens or like a social justice lens or just like a personal lens. I think that folks are scared because, I mean, I mean, I mean, to the point that you named like because of our explicit views on all these on all these words we're taught that black is dangerous or unbeautiful that fat is unhealthy and that femme is weakness and when we combine variations of these i think people fear that it disempowers them and in some ways we've seen how it does like we see how we treat right right now we see how we treat women right now um it's really present we're seeing how we, we've always seen how we treat black folks and folks who identify as femme both within and out of the queer community but folks don't always recognize the power in declaring yourself, like I mentioned earlier with Hanani. And so, you know, I, I think of like people used to always correct me when I said I'm fat. Uh, they would say, no, you're beautiful. <laughs> I'm like, sis, I definitely am. Didn't say I wasn't beautiful, bitch, I'm fine. 
and right. I'm fat. Right. Um, and you know, like it, it's it's not that bad. Like, but I think I think it's more of like the fear is more of like that's that colonization talking that 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 you're experiencing. You know, wholeheartedly, I genuinely do believe that that's uh, a lot of it is projection and mm. i think a big part of it is is again we're taught from a, a very young age that being fat is something you're supposed to hate mm-hmm. and so ultimately it's, it is always so funny to me and actually i tweeted something about that earlier this week i had said um you know beautiful was not a size and i think that that's the thing that a lot of people remiss is that you know when you say you know i'm fat and they go oh but you're still beautiful you're you're equating my size to this idea that i can't be beautiful because i'm bigger Um, and and sorry can i say real quick like i love that because right now right you see with fashion lines their tagline is always beautiful at any size and so for you to say beautiful is not a size period oh i live i live yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and again, that's one of the bigger things that I've been noticing is that there's always, even in, in, in people's good intentions around, you know, blackness or fatness or even queerness, there's always some type of microaggression that kind of lives in it. And so even in that notion of like beautiful at any size, that's still a microaggression because you're basically telling me that because I'm bigger, I'm supposed to think less of myself <laughs> And ultimately that because you're because I'm buying your clothes that I'm going to feel better about myself, regardless of mm. what size I'm at. like, girl, if you don't get out of here. Um, and so that's really what <laughs> I think. Yeah. Like that's a, a bigger part. I agree wholeheartedly is that I think a big part of this fear that people have is a fear that we I wouldn't say we're, we've grown up with, but I think it's just an inherent fear that's kind of like beat into us. Right. Um, if you're black, you have to show up a certain way. If you're queer, you, you know, you have to tuck that away. If you're fat lose the weight and the world will love you, you know, and I, I've, I've can genuinely say I've been smaller and I actually feel more happy and more proud of myself at the size that I am now than when I was at my thinnest. But that's a whole nother conversation for a different day. <laughs> um, it really is. Uh, so one of the other things I wanted to think about um, before we kind of wrap up the segment is um, how has your thoughts on being a black fat femme person changed since we've met? I know. So I'll tell you real quick before you answer, I'll tell you that I can remember not necessarily the day that I met you, but I can remember the day very, very vividly that I actually saw it for you. Do you remember what day that was? Ooh, that, that you saw, like you saw it for me? Ooh, no, please. Yeah, like where I saw it for you. Please, um, I When I was like, okay, this bitch is going to be my friend for a very long time. <laughs> Y'all were doing some big, massive event. And when I was walking by, I thought it was going to be one of those situations where it was like a, you know, sometimes students see faculty or staff and they kind of just, they hide them and then they kind of keep it mm. pushing. You was like, oh, you better get over here and take a picture with me, girl. And I just was like, oh, snap. Jordan is actually my friend. Like it was like one of those moments where you called me in to take a picture with you. Um, and I forget the name of old girl who used to run and do all the programs and stuff. But that was the first time that I was like, okay, Jordan actually sees it for me. Um, and so I just wanted to share that for folks who are listening for the first time. Like our friendship really did start at like the, just a simple at something so simple as them calling me over to take a picture with them is what led to us now being like friends seven years out and building really a whole kind of job per mm. se together mm. <laughs> with this podcast but yeah i wanted to ask you though like kind of going back to the question like how has the thoughts of who you are since we've met changed yeah well first of all thank you for that memory that is like 
that is so special to hear that that meant something to you because I mean I, I'm sure you feel this way too but you don't always realize or recognize how what you say or when you say things impacts people so it means so much that that meant something to you and 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 I will say like you know what, what like when I when I had first when I first saw you and I think before I even like talked to you I just like I was like oh this person needs to be this person I, I want this person in my life because the way that they are showing themselves to the world right now or the world doesn't just us on campus is so special so special beautiful and who and who I want to be so I mean really to answer your question I think meeting you itself changed me um just seeing you mm-hmm. be your black fat femme self was something that you know it makes you think of that quote from Marianne, Marianne Williamson um of what is that like at the end of the quote it's a long ass quote but the line of the quote she says when you liberate yourself, you give permission for others. No, I'm butchering it, but basically, seeing you help me liberate me, you know, or actually, better one, I think of uh, Toni Morrison: the function of freedom is to free others. Yeah. And so, like seeing you free, or what I saw as free, um, helped me feel like I could be free as well. So, really, I would say my thoughts on it changed since since we since we met, and I think the way the way it shifted is that I think you 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 one of the first people. Because I've shared with you before that for folks, I mean, obviously folks can't see me, they can uh, listen, but like she likes skin as fuck. And so you always remind me that I'm black regardless. And as somebody who mm-hmm. feels or has felt like, am I black enough to be in this space um, as a mixed person? Like you always just said, you're black. You're black, like so simply and yeah. so affirmatively. And so I think you gave me permission to stand in my blackness as an adult. Um, so mm, I really thank mm-hmm. you for that so, so much. And then I would say my thoughts on it has changed in just positive ways, I think, since I've also developed a stronger sense of self and my fatness and in my feminist. I mean, you see me now, like I should be wearing heels, uh, you know, ha- half my clothes be uh, quote unquote women's clothes. One, because they fit better. I don't know why men walking around these streets and these damn denims <laughs> acting like that shit feels good when it does not feel good against your balls. Yeah. I mean, or anything in here, it's just scratchy. It sounds like t- it tastes, it doesn't taste like anything. Ugh, calm down, girl. It feels like sandpaper against your body. Like, I don't want to do uh, straight men, straight men, uh, men's denim, but also straight men, because I don't know why uh, gay men wear the comic book shit anyways, either. They, yeah, they don't, they don't make clothes <laughs> they don't. for us. They, they, they really don't. don't. So. None of these clothes. And we're going to, what, what, the, the, the blessing of this show is that one day we will have a full conversation about fashion in yes. itself. But you're, you're right, Jordan. Like you genuinely, you know, I think the biggest thing that I, I really want folks to take away from this, this episode, right? This first episode really is kind of an ode to, to any individual who's listening and, and questioning how they show up in the world. I think a big part of, me and and how you know kind of answering the question myself when you talk about giving someone the often you know giving them the authority to be able to stand in themselves I think for me I think since the time we've met I've become a lot less apologetic about how I show up to people and even in conversations when people are like oh you're loud or you're too effeminate or you're too this or you're too that I always look at it as that's mm-hmm. your problem that has nothing mm-hmm. to do with me um, and I think that that's something that I really want to encourage people to be thinking about after you know hearing this in particular conversation is that both of us are really kind of in this place of you know you only really get one chance to do this you know when I say talk about life like Mm -hmm. you only get really one chance to do this life and if you're going to spend your entire life being concerned 
that, you know, you're concerned with your identity or being so wrapped up in thinking that, you know, you're not black enough or, you know, your sizes can keep you from happiness or you being feminine is not going to find you people like if if you have an issue with any of those identities, we don't need to be friends. That's literally okay. what it comes down to for me now. We don't need to talk. We don't need to engage with each other. And so I think my biggest thing, too, is, you know, you know, the, that that saying, you know, they say rising tides lifts all boats. I think that's been the biggest thing for me with all the work I'm doing is wanting to make sure that other black queer people, regardless of how black you are, if you're on a scale of blackness from one to ten where you're light, 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 <laughs> bright or all the way, you know, you're, you're dark, you know, dark as night, child. Yeah. Either way, that that scale of blackness is still beautiful mm. and it's still important and, and you still have every right right to stand in that and so that's really what I, I really wanted to you know to talk to folks about in this in particular conversation so um what we're going to go ahead and do is we're going to go ahead uh, we have to pay some more bills um because you know what the light um, everything the is high room, everything is so damn high with this heat baby oh my god my ac is blasting baby. all day long just expensive but we're going to come back um and then we're going to get into our favorite subject which is food more in a second I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. And we're back. So in this segment titled, What's on Your Plate, 
we'll be talking about the things we love to eat and make and and or places that we need to stay away from. <laughs> now, John, you know, you know I can throw down in the kitchen. You see on my Instagram, yes. you've had before. Mm-hmm. I make a mean salmon, baby. A mean salmon. That shit will bite you back. Um, but I know you talk a lot about dessert. So thank you, thank mm-hmm. you. She did, won't she do it though? Uh, but I know you talk you talk a lot about dessert. So can you tell me what makes a good dessert, or if you want to be general, what makes a good meal for you? Okay, so let's talk about this real quick. There, I don't know on the TikToks. There are a lot of people who love to put up their recipes and oh, I, I did this off of this and this and the other, and and a lot of people don't use seasoning. A lot of people just don't use seasoning. And I don't okay. understand how pepper and salt is the only seasoning you're using <laughs> on your food. <laughs> like, I just don't comprehend it. Like, no, you don't have no paprika. You ain't got no no cumin. So you ain't got no onion man. salt. No seasoning. Look, I don't trust nobody who ain't got no seasoning salt in they, they cover. Uh, like, if I, I, you've you got no Lowry's in 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 that in that uh, pantry. Mm-mm. I can't. I'm trust leaving. You. I'm leaving, mm-hmm. and I'm not eating mm-hmm. anything that you're cooking. <laughs> so that that for me is food. If you don't believe in Lowry's or allspice or any of those other things, not well, allspice is for dessert. But I'm talking about there's another <laughs> one. Like, what is uh... <laughs> what is it? My mom used to use it all the time, and I think it, it, it probably attributed to me having high blood pressure, child. But there's another Stop. seasoning that she used to use. <laughs> All the time um oh on top God. of the seasoning salt i forget what it's called i have to come back Ooh. to this um but okay, anyway okay. i'm just really big on seasoning in terms of desserts um as a person who enjoys like making dessert um i truly believe that the right amount of sugar, so i'm i'm that friend or i'm that person that believes dessert should have always a little more sugar and a little more butter than what the recipe asks for um mm. I just one so it's not dry but ultimately too like mm. I think a good pecan pie has I mean yeah you're going to use carol syrup for it okay that's very sweet but you know you sprinkle a little sugar on top of them pecans that you drop at the top or you can you know uh what do you do like you can pan I'm going to call them pan fry you can like what do you call that when you cook the with the pecans on the stove what is that called like uh oh I was like I was gonna say sear is it sear but... girl you know what I mean when you like shake the pecans <laughs> in in the oh girl you just you just a toss heat them toss up them in the pan. you toss you them know, in the pan with the sugar the pan. yeah a yeah pecan. and a little you bit are, of butter uh, getting the oils out getting the yes. oils out yeah caramelizing caramelizing yes. it that's with what the you're doing thank you so you do Ooh, that. It was a journey yes we got but we got there didn't we we got um, <laughs> <laughs> and so doing that right uh peach cobbler i don't know there's a lot of people who swear they can make good peach cobbler um but there are a lot of people who lie about that too and what i will also <laughs> say is that not every single fruit should be hot i th- there are a lot of people who a, a believe the certain yeah not every single and, and what's gonna be fun i cannot wait for this segment to come back around because we're gonna i want us to do a hot take on food like some certain foods Ooh. we get into like yes the the good what i like to call the black the, the great black debate about sugar yes. and salt on your grits and how your chicken should be fried and all that well but we're gonna get there one day okay. yeah but ultimately for <laughs> me day. a good dessert <laughs> is a little more sweet and a little bit more butter what about you like what makes a good dessert to you well, good. Okay, well, first of all, I just want to say real quick to your point about the seasoning on the TikToks because I just, I have to call this out because the people that don't be putting pepper on their food are the same people that be posting <laughs> shit that's like, this is not your grandmother's oatmeal. And like, no, it's not, <laughs> first of all. Because she put seasoning in her oatmeal. Not her oatmeal. Let me calm down, child. But she put seasoning in her grits. Like, that's yeah. why it's not, it's not that one. And they act like right. it's so revolutionary. Like, 
the amount of times I see a person make avocado toast with just toasted avocado and a sprinkle of pepper. And I'm like, girl, give me, give me a radicchio. Because right now you're being ridiculous. <laughs> like, give me radicchio. <laughs> give me some everything seasoning. Bitch, give me, g- give me a drip of hummus. Like, damn, give me something. So that's all I got to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, um, dessert-wise, oh, good dessert. Okay. Well, so, so I just, so I'll say... The time of the time we recorded this, I just came back from uh, being out of the country, and one of my favorite dishes is called kanafi, which is like an Arabic, uh, Arabic dish with phyllo dough and like uh, like a cheese, and then with like um, syrup and pistachios on top. Mm-hmm. That shit is bomb. That's like that makes a good dessert. I think I that's not related to your question of what makes a good dessert, but I think it makes a good dessert because it has the right amount of like sweetness and saltiness. It has the richness of a cheese with like the crunchiness and like softness of a phyllo dough pastry, which is super bomb. I love me some phyllo dough. I can wrap myself in it. Um, I also would say so. This is I'm very particular about if it's a cold dessert or a hot dessert. Like if it's a okay. hot dessert. That shit better be steaming. Like I should burn my mouth on that thing. Don't give me. Oh no! Like, don't give me a warm dessert. Like I want because if it's hot, I'm gonna want ice cream on top of it. I yeah. want to be like decadence, just drizzling down from like the you know gobble me, swallow me, all that ice cream just all up on there. Okay. If it's a cold dessert, like a tiramisu, baby. Mm-hmm. And that shit mm-hmm. better be like chilled and refreshing. Like don't serve me room temperature. I sound like such. A bitch probably, but it's okay. I'm going to own it because when, like, because desserts to me are like, it is, it's the, it wraps up your experience of the evening. Right. And so, right, um, like, right. if it's not a good dessert, all I'm thinking about is, damn, like, that left literally a bad taste in my mouth at the end, the end of this entire beautiful ass meal. So, yeah. either have it, like, piping hot for a hot dish. I do believe that all fruits can be hot. Well, actually, no, I take it back. I take it back. I would never have hot bananas. Not the, not the journey for I me. I was just thinking that. Uh, I was like, nah, I'm not going to eat no hot bananas, girl. But take that. Actually, you know what? Let me let me not lie because I think there is a, I don't know if it's Vietnamese or if it's Chinese, but there is this, I remember once going down, I think it was Chinatown when I was in Chinatown in LA. Mm. Um, there was this place we went to and they did a fried banana and it was the best, one of the best desserts that my big ass can remember. What I was also Ooh. going to add is that uh, not you being elitist and basically calling us all poor, talking about when I was out of the country. I had <laughs> that's that was you. That that literally was just you when I was out Drag of the country. Know me, no, me. <laughs> literally. You just say- called us all poor. <laughs> I just didn't want to say where. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that was like, what I say this. <laughs> but honestly, that's what it's giving. It's basically giving. <laughs> Y'all poor asses only stay in the states with that Y'all really silly American up. food. You silly American <laughs> food. That's what is what it's giving. But anyway, I say all that to say I'm glad that when you were out of the country, you got your life and that you were able to eat what you wanted to eat. And one day, when I'm chilling in France, I'll send you a postcard with a picture of me eating something really good. All right, everybody. Well, we're getting uh, ready. Go ahead. What? <laughs> I'll say, first of all, presumptuous that I won't be in France with you. You gonna send me a okay, postcard? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, when we're when Thank we're you. traveling the world together yes. on a podcasting tour, uh, we'll yes. go ahead and we'll get speak it. it. Yeah. Speak yes, it. Yes, we'll speak that into existence. Um, all right, everybody. Well, we're gonna go ahead and head into our last segment for this episode. Um, and yeah, we'll be right back. From BBC Radio Four. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. All right, so for this last segment of this episode, um, we're calling this Yes Ma'am or No Ma'am Pam. So you say No Ma'am Pam a lot, and I say, oh, yes, ma'am, a lot. And so ultimately, I was like, let me mush those together. And in this section, we ultimately are going to be weighing in on things that we see in the world, um, either things that we love and that we agree with or the stuff where we're like, let's go ahead and knock that off. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and start this week. Um, my biggest thing that I, I wanted to say is I wanted to shout out and say, oh, yes, ma'am, to anyone and everyone who is still wearing a mask. Now, I know that it is hot wherever you are in the country. A lot of places, because of climate change, weather has been very weird. There are a lot of people who are still like, oh, it's too hot to be wearing a mask and it's just uncomfortable and blah, 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 blah. I am still one of those people that have a vi- like I have literally a full stack of like reusable masks and I'm still using my KN95. So I want to say shout out mm-hmm. to anybody who is like me that is still washing their hands, using alcohol, using um, hand sanitizer, masking up, keeping distance, because honestly, COVID and, and, and this is the thing a lot of people I think are remissing is that COVID is still not only one a thing, but now there are two strains that are running back like buck wild here in America um, that no one's really talking about. And so that's the reason why the COVID rates are up. So shout out 
or oh yes ma'am to all of the people who ultimately are still wearing a mask and taking COVID seriously um, especially if you're immune compromised now my no ma'am for this week um, I don't know if you've seen the commercial it is absolutely terrible um, Victoria's Secret is trying to rebrand with this whole inclusiveness thing that they're doing and when I tell you that it is the worst commercial I have ever seen in my life because it is it's giving nothing like it literally is giving absolutely nothing like they might as well have put these fat people in this Victoria commercial this Victoria's Secret commercial in literally like potato bags it's giving absolutely there's no like how are you gonna have a fashion show where there's no fashions how dreadful (laughs) like it literally is terrible and I literally just was watching the video being like this ain't it. Like, I don't know who's on their marketing team or who opted and thought it was a cute idea. But I, I do want to say before we leave that um, for companies that are thinking about, you know, size inclusion and things of nature, that does not mean the clothes have to be ugly. I just want to make sure that folks are hearing that. Okay. Um, because just because we're fat doesn't mean that our clothes have to be like drapes or okay. that doesn't mean that you have to just give us a white sheet. Okay. So <laughs> just wanted to say that. What about you? What's your, what are your oh yes ma'ams and your no ma'am pams this week? Oh my God. Uh, first of all, I will say I have not seen that commercial and now I don't want to. And, but to be quite honest, <laughs> I mean, like Victoria has no secrets. The, the secret's been out. She's fat phobic as fuck and she always will be. Like, Tea. there's nothing that mm-hmm. they always keep trying to do something that's about inclusion. And I'm like, you, like, it's not your brand. So just stay in your lane. Like, stay in your lane. I, there are some companies that I'm like, you don't have to try. It's okay. I've accepted right, that right. I just will not shop there. It's okay. It's good. We good. Just mm-hmm. leave it Leave it there, sis. So uh, no man to them yeah. as well. Um, I will plus one your yes, ma'am, to folks who wear their masks and take COVID seriously. Um, I will say I'm one of those people. Um, and I will also no man myself because as John knows, I... Um, as of recording, I have tested positive. Uh, so I will first say for safety, y'all, John, and I are we we shifted to a virtual uh, studio today. Just so y'all know, y'all just y'all know that I'm not trying to get this bitch sick at all. Um, but I'm a no. And ma'am. I appreciate that. Thank you. Of course, babe. Of course. You think first of all. <laughs> Actually, I'm a I'm a no ma'am. The person who asked me, um, <laughs> who asked me, what, do you think you'll quarantine? As if there was another option for me to not besides quarantine. So I'm a no ma'am. That, right. that frisky bitch. I was like, um, yes, I'm gonna be safe. What uh, other option do you have but to quarantine? I was like, uh, no, I'm just gonna fuck around and get everyone sick. You know, be part of the be part of the problem. <laughs> like that's my journey today for sure. But uh, but I will say like I. I, I went to, I said, I traveled and I knew it was a possibility. Right. So like, you know, it's something that you, you, you take risks knowing that things can happen. Um, I got me a booster right before, right before I left. So I was like, she going to be in the best position she can be in. So a shout out to science right now. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am to Moderna for, for uh, kicking ass right now. Cause right now I had no symptoms. Um, I am just, I just know that I'm positive and it's not, not great for me, but it's okay. Um, but I'll say also no yeah. ma'am to Miss Runner herself because she i'm just i just want to ask you on a sis why why just why why do you have to flex on us when we <laughs> ask you to just why? why do you have to give us a world tour sis i am tired this is my second time having covid now like i'm just not it's no longer the journey for me so i'm gonna need you to kindly step off kick rocks 
COVID rocks, space rocks, some kind of rocks. Just... And the thing is that it's not going to happen. I know it sounds <laughs> terrible. to, and, and it was so funny because, again, not to like draw this conversation out, but in 2020, I was like, we're never going to see outside until 2022. And we are literally still, we are exactly, if not in a worse predicament than where we were Truly. in June of 2020. Truly. Like, so, we are no literally in a worse place. Mm. So it is it's really frustrating. It's funny because so I laughed when you were talking about getting COVID and frolicking because in my mind, you know, my mind is always all over the place. I saw you skipping in the meadows <laughs> with like a thing. What do you call it? Like a basket? And like you were like handing out COVID virus molecules to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, like just giving out the Here's little molecules you. of COVID to everybody. Who needs quarantine? Like, take some. Take some. <laughs> Tay, here's here's some COVID for you. COVID for you. That's all I saw in my head was you skipping down in a meadow, oh, giving God. people COVID. But that is oh, absolutely no. ridiculous. Well, okay. um, well, sis, uh, not to. Uh, while we're laughing to keep from crying, I do want to say I do hope you feel better. I'm I'm hopeful, um, that soon, um, when we when we you know obviously we have a couple of we have episodes coming up where we're going to be um, talking with a whole bunch of people, but there are a few episodes in the canon that where it's just going to be me and you again, really kind of getting into some really say intimate, but really just, you know, BFF where best friends having real conversations about some really real shit. And so mm-hmm. ultimately I'm hoping we can do those episodes in person. Um, and we won't have funky COVIDina trying to ruin our fun. Um, mm-hmm. Well, with that, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us where folks can find you? Um, and then ultimately I'll go ahead and plug all of the stuff in relation to the show. And then I'll give my handles um, and then we'll get the hell out of here. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's hot in these streets. Uh, y'all can right. find me across socials at Joho Daniels. That's J O H O. D-A-N-I-E-L-S. Thank you. Yes, yes. Do you ha- and do you have a website? Oh <laughs> from you know me. Yes. Um my website is www.jordandaniels.com. Do you have anything else? Uh, you also oh, can yes. follow my my photography page, Photo by Joho as well. Yes, yes. Um, and ultimately, same for me. You can find me on all social media. Um, except, well, actually, I think I'm on everything at this point. I'm not really super active on TikTok, but I do have some stuff there. You can find me uh, by using the handle at Dr. John Paul. Website is www.drjohnpaul.com. And ultimately, um, if you are interested in sending us mail or you're interested in interacting with our shows, um, you can ultimately uh, add the Black Fat Femme podcast um, both on twitter and on instagram uh, but just keep in mind that you actually have to like shorten black because again twitter was trying to play in our faces about giving us the full name so um ultimately it's blk fat fem f-e-m-m-e podcast um both at instagram at and at um and, and then also on Twitter and then our email. If you want to send us an email and you have any thoughts about the episodes or episodes to come, we would love to hear from you. Um, you will ultimately just email blackfatfempodcast at gmail.com. So again, and, and you can spell black for the email. It's B-L-A-C-K, fat, fem, F-E-M-M-E, podcast at gmail.com. And with that being said, um, thank you all for listening. Super excited for this journey that we're on. And we cannot wait for you to, uh, yeah, join the Black Fat Femme family. Share with your friends. Tell your mama. Tell your cousins. Tell your auntie. They probably owe us money anyway. Um, But with that being said, right. With that. 
<laughs> the food cost is high. But anyway, thank you everybody for listening. And until next week, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, fam. The Black Fat Femme Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Dr. John Paul, LLC. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.